Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 31 of the Wrestling Journal podcast brought to you by, by WrestleBuzz. Um, again, this week, we are down one member. Joseph is on paternity leave. Um, you know, I had to look at the company guideline, and I had to look at the benefits that we have working under the WrestleBuzz umbrella. And I did not know, boys, if you weren't aware, we actually have paternity leave. So, when that oh. special day does come for you guys, just know that you will be taken care of by your company, WrestleBuzz. It's great to know. It's good to know. I'm just going to file for an extended leave because apparently you can do whatever you want in this world. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I am your temporary host, but stand-in host, NJ3. Boys, good morning. Nikki Noodles, how are we doing? Top of the morning, boys. What's going on? Nothing much. Tommy, good morning. morning. Boys. How's it going? Good, doing good, doing good. Um, of course, gotta do the plugs. Mm-hmm. You can find us at on Instagram at WrestleBuzz. You can also find us on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's. Um, yeah, I sent another message to the guy with two Z's, and he hasn't seemed to have gone back to me again. But I'll try every week. We will see. <laughs> what a week in wrestling that we had, boys. A lot going on, a lot to talk about. I say let's get right into it. Outside the ring, what I got, what I saw this week is that Matt Seidel actually did actually sign his official contract with All Elite Wrestling. So he is All Elite. Um, Tom, I mean, you know, Evan Bourne, good place for him to be. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, another WWE reject. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Use outcast, Tommy. It's a little okay, clean, yeah, but we yeah. know the truth. <laughs> no, no, good move for him. I mean, I think he belongs there, you know, the other high flies there. So it's a good move for him. And, you know, he got over that botch with his debut. You know, you know that shit happened. But no, good hey, move for him, man. Slippery turnbuckles. Exactly. A dangerous yeah. thing. Yeah. A dangerous thing. Yeah, but no, good move for him. So wish him the best there, and hopefully they use him right. Yeah. Um, Nick, this is a move that I know that you are very happy about. Um, it is official. WWE is moving their location from the Thunderdome to Tropicana Field Bro. December 11th. Yes. This Jeez, could man. be this could be the stepping stone of getting fans back in the stands. You happy? Absolutely. Good I move. Mean, at the end of the, oh, it's a great move, especially considering that, you know, it's a pretty large place. You know what I mean? Any type of stadium can give you a good amount of fan attendance then gives you a plenty of opportunity to spread it out. Um, you know, they could pack, they could pack the regular seats like a baseball game, but you know, spread everybody around. They also can use some stuff on the, on the floor, down on the field, even though that's a, 
an old dark garbage site from, from not mistaken, I think Travis County field oh, for yeah. real. <laughs> but, um, and, and you know how Florida rolls, Florida is no holds barred. So you could, you could live your life to the fullest down there. So I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, are you going to be booking your uh, one way ticket to Florida very soon? I, I, I very well may. It might be, it might be knocking on that door. Listen, as long as I give you the MLB package down there, you can watch the Mets. I think you'll be good to go. There you go. Well, they play the, Mar- they play the Marlins like 10 times and then the Braves about 10 times. There so, we go. I know you'll you know, be in attendance. I can get tw- 20 games there. <laughs> um, Tom, I know you're a big social media guy. Mm-hmm. Undertaker yeah. is on TikTok. No, he's killing it right now, dude. But it's kind of weird. It's still weird. I can't get over it. Oh, yeah. You got you got you got blast him for this. <laughs> no, I mean when they when I saw him, you know, my, what's his name? His wife posted like an article of him, like as a dad. I'm like, I know he's a regular guy, but still, after 30 years of him and that character, it's still weird to see him as like that. I don't care what anyone says. It's still very weird. But you know, and I don't know. He's he's on cameo too. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, thank you for dropping that news. Go ahead, Tom. Ca- tell us more. <laughs> yeah, he's doing 30 cameos at a grand apiece. So, I mean, if you want, you know, I mean, hey, man, the guy, I mean, I guess 30 years, 30 cameos, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, man, the guy, I mean, and there's one person who deserves it. It's that guy. The guy kept the business alive for so long with that character. It's just God bless him, man. Can't wait to see what they do with him tomorrow night. I really can't. That cameo better be, better be 30 minutes long. For 30, exactly. Dollars, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine, man, that he has so much, like, I guess, support and from the fan base that he can make 30000 in a day? Because yeah. you gotta, you got to figure that all those cameos were requested already, right? Oh, those 30 slots had to be requested. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yo, those were all gobbled up, no doubt yeah. about it. Or no maybe doubt. it took maybe a couple of days just because it was $1,000, but they all sold out. There's not a doubt about it. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Like my wife wants me to do the kitchen. I might try to go on cameo and I'll, I'll see if I can do 30, 30 quick ones to make a quick 30 K. We'll see. It's, it's, it's funny that you even say that too, because when he did that, that one autograph signing at the big event, and I was talking to some of the people that worked there and he's been doing more public appearances with like autograph signings and stuff like that. But I heard like his minimum fee just to show up for like a four hour window was like 150 K. Wow. Damn. Just to, you know, just to come hang out, sign autographs, take some photos, you know what I mean? So when you demanded that type of that type of cash flow and, and that type of appeal to people, it's, it's pretty damn impressive. That's great. That, that wow. really is. What a what a whew, what a fee. Yeah. What a fee. You, you, boy, so you oh do one, one of those a quarter. You know, every every three months you do one a quarter, pretty much, and the guy's yeah, making half a million dollars on top of his WWE money. Yeah. Doesn't have to do shit. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. He is all set. I mean, that is that's an. That's when God you know you, made you. It. God bless you, Taker. <laughs> yeah, you made it, my friend. You made it. Tom, I hate to kind of steal this one from you, but unfortunately, it's kind of bad outside the news. Well, bad outside the ring news. Um, John, if you guys weren't aware, John Cena is actually hosting the new Wipeout show on TBS. I did see this this morning. Yeah. Um, un- oh, then, Tom, you know what? If you did see it, let me not steal your segment. No, I mean, unfortunately, we have some bad news. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. No, he uh, hosted the new Wipeout and a contestant. After he finished the obstacle course, it sounds like he died of a heart attack. What? Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really sad. There, there's no really specifics about it or anything. Oh, really sad. How old the guy was or anything. But yeah, they pretended to him with the paramedics on set. And yeah, the poor guy passed away. So, I mean, I don't know what this does for the show or whatever, but it's just really sad and just not good. So it really sucks. And I mean... No, I mean, those kind of shows are fun, right? Like the wipeout shows, like where the, where the contestants like do obstacles and they get like 
you know, they get banged around, knocked into the water, have to slide through whipped cream or, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's always fun. And then John Cena, I mean, anything that he hosts, you know, I'm going to tune into at least, at least a couple episodes. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping that obviously, you know, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with the, with the, with the person's family, of course, Absolutely. that's how we are at TWJ. Um, but I, I'm still hoping to see the show in some capacity. Obviously, I know they're not going to, be able to air this one, but I do hope they do get to continue to go on. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, we have a message from our, we have a message for our listeners from our sponsors over at Paper Champion. Do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next Paper Champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper Champion. Fantasy Wrestling Done Right. It is Fantasy Wrestling Done Right. Monday Night Raw. What what a what a week we got leading into Survivor Series. Um, I mean, I just want to go right to the main event really quick, and then we can always bounce around. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that, that main event, I mean, I just have like a highlighted note on my sheet. That main event was fantastic. Like I was, my you know, it's really funny. My brother-in-law came um, home from work, and he is staying with us right now. And I was watching Raw, and he was a wrestling fan back in the day. And he saw Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre on, on my TV. And it looked to me like a classic 90s main event, big time match, like something that like, you know, where Stone Cold closes the show or The Rock closes the show. And it was just fantastic. And the and guy sat down and watched the whole thing. It was that like drawing in, even after a day of work, like you saw that match, you saw what was being put on that television what was presented to us. And even someone, a casual fan, sat down and watched it. That was my point of that part of that story. But um, this is going to be for both of you guys. I thought it was just fantastic, um, in my opinion. Nick, I mean, Drew's your boy. We know that. Big time. Um, I think it was the absolute right move putting the title back on him. I don't think it was the right move to take the title off of him. I know that we're trying to do shock value. I get that. But sometimes you guys, I think, just past that match, you got to think to the future matches, there's not enough top baby faces on Raw right now that I think could contend with Randy Orton moving forward. So I think Drew still having the title with having more heels, the AJs, the Brawns, potentially Sheamus, that gives him more to work with. Those guys can't work with Randy. So Nick, to you, what do you think about that match? Happy to see Drew with the title back? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm a huge Drew guy, as, as you guys know. Um, it was a phenomenal match, by the way. I mean, another classic. Um, yeah, it was well-deserved. I just, you know, I just still feel a little bad. I know it's in the Thunderdome and there's still some fans there, but like, you know, Drew's done such amazing work since his comeback as the Scottish psychopath. And then now as the top baby face to not really get his full due in, in front of, uh, you know, the real pop that he deserves is this still hurts a little bit, but the fact that he can carry the load and carry the program for the foreseeable future is always nice because he's going to get it whether, you know, one day sooner rather than later. It's uh, an exciting time for wrestling and in regards to him. And I can't wait for Sunday. Yeah. I mean, when I think back to one of the biggest pops for I've seen for Drew was when he eliminated Brock Lesnar at the at last year's Royal Rumble. Uh, I mean, the place yeah. went insane. It yeah. was yep. like, I felt it at home. I was yeah. like, wow, yeah. this is fantastic. It's exciting to get jacked up again when you watch a, watch a match and watching Drew and Orton, even though we've seen it for the fourth time now, 
I was still so pumped up, especially had a good feeling that he was going to win. Um, it's nice to be able to watch Raw and get those jacked up feelings because remember when we were kids, we'd always tune in and every time Austin was on the screen, it was must watch no matter what went on. You know what I mean? So we need more of that. And I'm okay with, I think they should be going the route of more since there's more wrestling in our face constantly. Title changes should happen more often. It, it makes wrestling more interesting. It makes it more exciting. Who cares if a guy has a long title run? Yeah, those are great every once in a while, but it's not necessary. I'm cool with titles changing every few months. Spice it up. I think, you know what, it's a really good point. I think if, it's, if, if it enhances the storyline, if it enhances the shock value, if it helps, I, I'm all for it, right? you got to do something to kind of draw viewers in. Um, I don't know the viewership numbers on Raw this week, but with it being the go-home you know, go home, show to Raw, knowing they were leading up to this rematch, you had to figure that there was some more eyeballs on the TV at that time. So, um, absolutely. Tommy, he's back on top. Mm. Say less, claim more. What do you have to say? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, great match. I mean, I love that, you know, Pierce came out and turned into like a no DQ. I thought that was a nice touch to it. You know, when Randy tried to just walk out. But no, I mean, and I mean, I'm happy Drew has it back, but I mean, what was the point of him dropping it at Hell in a Cell? I mean, I, I mean, I guess you know for shock value, like you said, but I don't know. I just could have thought maybe he could have just held it on, you know, held it until you know a little longer. But I mean, I'm happy he has it back now and everything. But and that match against Roman is much better, you know, with him because like I said last week, Brandy versus uh, Roman would have been good, but this is so much better, and I'm happy they went through it. I guess they're listening to us on this podcast here, so that's good to know. They've been following us a lot, I think, because yeah. a lot they of have been. we've been talking about this has kind of turned it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I really cannot. And, and good good lead-in, good lead-in, Nick. And with that being said, Retribution took on Team Raw, like we said last week. Give them something to do. It gives Retribution something to do. It gives Team Raw a way to tag together. We can kind of see them together. Um, it's crazy when you think of something so easily and it can actually work, Right. You know, it's not a lot of effort. It's like, wait, we have this group that's literally floundering. And then we have Raw, who has, we have Team Raw, who has no storyline behind it. Why don't we put them in a match against each other and see how it goes? And you know what? Boys, we asked and we received. Uh, Tom, Retribution got the W over Team Raw. A lot of dysfunction that, out there in Team Raw. Does, <laughs> does that hurt Team Raw at all and their chances on Sunday? We'll get to our predictions later in the show. Yeah. So definitely save the good commentary yeah. for a little bit later. But does that hurt Raw, Team Raw a little bit? And does this help Retribution? Are we actually maybe seeing a turn? Or this is just um, the best case scenario with, uh, with the worst, I guess, storyline? Well, I mean, like we've been saying for months, when it comes to Raw, who the hell knows? You know, they could do one thing one week, they completely drop the ball with it. But, I mean... Should it help Retribution? I would think so. I mean, you beat that team, you know, guys like Strowman, Sheamus, you know, Styles and all that. So you would think, but I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, it's finally, they, it was nice they finally got a win. I mean, they were losing for so long. And hopefully this is a wake-up call for Team Raw. Maybe like AJ will, like, use that tomorrow night. Say, hey, we lost to those, you know, those idiots, you know, blah, 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 type of thing. So maybe it's a kick in the ass they need and they'll function as a team. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But. Hopefully it leads to better things for retribution, but we'll see what happens with that. The captain will see. (laughs) Yes, we definitely will see. I thought it was, I thought it was good for, if you're going to kind of continue the turmoil storyline of team raw and continue the dysfunctionality of team raw, I think allowing retribution to get a a nice win on raw over them was at least a good something to do. Right. You know, you, you have to, you can't keep, having them fight each other leading up into the go home show of raw you got to give them actually something to do and i think if you're not going to put them against anyone on smackdown which is probably the best idea is not to do that right don't give us the main event before 
the actual main event on Sunday, you give us this, I thought it was actually good. I thought it was good. So I was actually pretty happy with the outcome of Retribution getting the W and uh, Team Raw looking like they're spinning out of control. Yeah. Yes. Chris, I got a question. I got a question for you, though. Yeah. And your honest opinion. How much do you think the overproduction and oversaturation of wrestling really leads into um, these drawn out storylines and trying to always seem like they're always trying to just drag it out to get this many feuds, this many matches out of that? You know, it's funny, man. I think I think where they get themselves into a lot of trouble is that they're so focused on the weekly viewership. They're so focused on, oh, crap. All right. We had we had some down ratings this week. We, we next week we got to do something crazy or yeah. or let's 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 go back to the old. Right. It's so easy to always refer back to the times of the 90s when wrestling was at its probably its, at its highest. Right. It'll, ne- it'll they, never reach that pinnacle again, though. It's impossible. Right. But one of the things uh, that they did really well back then was the storyline telling, right? They were able to tell stories um, and it was able to keep you engaged even on a slow burn story. I think where they get into trouble now is that they're very, they're very reactionary to the, to the uh, viewership, um, to, to the views weekly, to the social media mentions that if they see something didn't hit with the crowd, they don't give it more than a week or two. They just blow it up. Or, yeah, yeah. They try to do something like Randy and Drew saying, well, Randy was a 90s wrestler and Drew's our new big guy. Let's let this feud go on for four months and let them fight four different times and and two title changes. For them, to be honest, Nick, I think the Drew-Randy feud was a success in their eyes, right? I would say so, though. I mean, I think so, right? I mean, I enjoyed all the matches, so. No, and I agree, right? We were saying last week that, you know, I think it was maybe one too many because I think four is – it's hard because now you can't revisit that for a while, right? Yeah, that's no, where yeah, sometimes that's you creatively sure. back yourself into a um, into a corner. Is you've now had them main event four different shows, two different title changes. Drew and Randy have to be done, like yeah. they have to be done, and they have to be done for a while. Yeah. So that's the problem, unfortunately, when you have like these slow burns and these rematches and and things like that, where you can't revisit something. It's a little bit hard to to answer your question very clearly. Um, but do you I think, just think that they're just very reactionary right now? I agree with that. But do you think, like, because remember, like, obviously, when we were growing up, right? Every wrestler wrestled on both shows, right? Didn't that give them more of a plethora of options and different directions to go in storylines? Where now, when you split the split the brands, your talent pool is now isolated in a way, right? So each show has their handful of believable guys. You could only do so much with the same cycle over and over and over again. I think that hurts them more than anything else on top of your reactionary stuff. Nothing is believable and nothing is cemented in their eyes. It could change in the drop of a hat. They do one thing that they think is going to be amazing. It's not a monster hit right away. And all of a sudden it's garbage. That doesn't mean that's the case at all. Sometimes things need, do need to marinate. They do. Yeah. They do. And that's when, that's when you have to heavily rely on your people in the back, right? These people that are writing storylines, these people that have been around former wrestlers, former talent, current you know people that write storylines for television shows you can have a good mix of both right and if you want to be vince and you want to always have the final say you can have the final say but i think where you hinder your talent is when you rip up scripts day of right when you're preparing all week to do a certain segment you got a plan in place absolutely yeah and then he's going to rip up the script a day of and say oh by the way tom you're going to be doing this now with this person and it's like wait yeah that's that's not easy, man. You're putting so much pressure on these people in the back. I don't necessarily like to blame the wrestlers because I think they're given what they can. They're given the opportunity with what the best they can do, but it doesn't set them up for success. Let's you know, let's just say that. 
Mm-hmm. Now, willy nilly, willy nilly is never a recipe for success. <laughs> no, not not when not when you're neat when you need to kind of bring wrestling back or you have too much wrestling going on. If you have a lot, if you have that much wrestling, you have to have good wrestling, right? And that's kind of why you know we we always gravitate towards like the NXT and AEW shows because it's once a week, two hours, and you're done. Mm-hmm. And What's nice is I know that there, I know there's dark, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I know there's dark. I know they, they have other outlets of certain things that go on, but dynamite is their quote unquote main show of the week. And I think it allows them to be able to put the best that they can put out on that show. And just like NXT, right. Cause we don't see NXT people going on raw and SmackDown, right. You know, maybe 205 to kind of have a couple matches here and there, but that's not really watched that much. Right. Cause I haven't watched 205 in like two years. So <laughs> if I'm not watching it, no one else is. I, yeah. Um, I didn't even know it was still around. Cause you haven't oh, yeah. spoken about it. <laughs> what's the point to it's like it's like the very watered down version of nxt but i am happy they actually have good talent there and good wrestlers so it's at least they're catering it to be a wrestling show they're just not i don't think there's much story this is why we're in the business right that's why we're in the business (laughs) um speaking of business and speaking of good business the hurt business hurt business new day now great segue great segue by the way hey try to be professional um I was very happy because I was thinking in the back of my head, what, who are the New Day going to feud with next, right? Um, Nick, and I know that you are a big supporter of the Hurt Business, and as we all are on this show, mm-hmm. as everyone should be, because they're actually doing really good stuff. I think this is the best Bobby Lashley we've seen. I think MVP in this kind of dual role of manager slash wrestler when he needs to be, um, Shelton and, and, and Cedric maybe aren't the best on the mic, but they are fantastic in the ring that it just worked. I mean, whoever came up with that one home run, yep. but I was thinking to myself, new day, who's their first real feud going to be with. And man, with the hurt business, sign me up. Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. I know that the new day retained. And obviously this is just to lead into the match at survivor series with, with the street profits. But Nick, this is the feud that we want, right? Like this is like that big money feud that we want going into the winter months and possibly Royal rumble. Absolutely. I mean, the Hurt Business is filled with guys that could legit wrestle. A lot of them are together now because they might not be the best on the mic. They have MVP there to do all that legwork. But from a talent standpoint and a wrestling standpoint, it's as good as it gets. And the New Day is, is the pinnacle of taking wrestling, in my, my personal opinion. So to put those two together, it del- d- delivers high-powered taking matches for the foreseeable future. That was one of the best taking matches I've seen in a while. And I'm not always I'm not always the best, uh, biggest, um, biggest and best fan of tag team wrestling um, because my favorite tag team work was by far was the Usos and the Y family. Not too many years back. I thought that was put on the clinics of tag team wrestling. So this hopefully can deliver that with high, high quality wrestling. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised going forward with these two. I really with these two teams. I really do. Um, I think it's gonna be a great feud. I think MVP is going to be fantastic on the mic. We know that in the in-ring work is going to be fantastic. They're going to have great chemistry. So trust me, I am, uh, I'm ready for this one. This will be a good one. Uh, Tom, I'd be hard pressed not to bring up Bray Wyatt. <laughs> you, you, we got to drop him at least one time every, every show, right? It's kind of like the right thing to do. Otherwise yeah. we're kind of doing a disservice to him. Um, Bray Wyatt, not the fiend. Bray Wyatt took on the Miz. Now, I like that we sometimes get that. And I think that they should do this more often. And I want to hear your opinion. We don't want to see too much of the fiend because we don't want it to become stale or we don't want them to make a mistake and mm-hmm. book him incorrectly. Bray Wyatt, however, could book wins and losses, right? And it's, and it's perfect. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. 
And it's funny because they wrestle differently, right? Because the Fiend wrestles really hard and and like big moves and power moves, and and he doesn't stay down. And the, and Bray Wyatt can do a little bit of both, right? Because he has that Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. But he took on the Miz this week. Um, we got Alexa Bliss doing her thing. She takes out Morrison over was, the barricade, which awesome. I thought was an awesome spot. Yeah, very awesome. Um, Bray Wyatt got the win. I guess, tell me what I was just talking about before. Do you think that's kind of a good way to give us a little bit more Bray and not mess up the fiend? Like, what do you think? If you're, if you're booking some storylines, what did you think about that? Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Like you said, you don't want to like over, like overuse him, you know, as a fiend because it could become stale and everything. But I mean, Bray on his own as like, you know, the funhouse guy, it's, it's terrifying too when you think about it, you know what I mean? Because, you know, he's one second, he's all like lovey-dovey and the next second he can like, flip on a switch type of thing but no i mean match was good with him and miz i mean you know we kind of figured it was not like it was a squash match but you know it kind of feel like it was going to be a quick match and everything but and with alexa on the outside doing her thing like helping him out was awesome to see it was very cool and just, you know and you know when he uh when he first took on the miz what was it last year when when he was when they were both on smackdown it was like more like miz got more of the upper hand but this time you know why he took it to him, which was cool to see and everything. So that was all a lot of fun. And I hope we see more of him as just Wyatt on Raw, you know, with the others with the fun house or a match, whatever. And I thought it was very cool at the end when they're walking up the ramp and you saw the fiend on the screen. That was pretty cool. I was like, Oh, what's yeah, this? That's about? awesome. So, see, okay. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Right. Cause like we, that's what I want to see more. I feel like that was a very, cr- a good creative move. Like whoever wrote that one in that, in that weekly write up or whatever they did, I think that was a good job because like, that's yeah. kind of like, that's what we need, right? You almost have two wrestlers in one. Exactly. You know, it's, almost like, it's like almost like those mankind days where you had, you know, the opportunity to kind of flip flop. This is a good way to still give us Bray mm-hmm. and not, and give us the fiend and make the fiend feel special. But Bray, we still get Bray on TV, which is kind of what we want. Exactly. Yeah. So no kudos to that writing. I was actually enjoyed. I feel bad for the Miz man. He's stacking losses, but um, we know that he's got that briefcase and he can cash in any time. So it's a game changer. <laughs> we will see what Sunday we'll see what Sunday may bring. Okay. You never God, know. we got to talk about how amazing bliss is. Holy crap. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a little time. Nah, we got some time. I, I don't, I don't, I might, I might spill off into an area we're not supposed okay. to go. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay. But she's special. Right. We, <laughs> we are, we are, we are good for the rating on the podcast, but um, we do have children that do listen. Uh, um, last thing boys, before we jump off a of raw, we had a change in the in the uh, Raw Women's Survivor Series team. Um, Mandy actually, I heard, got hurt mm-hmm. from Nia Jax. What else is new? Yeah, again. And yeah, yes. and then Dana got Dana got taken out by rec- by what reckoning, reckoning. or Mia Mia Yeah, because um, we we don't know that one, right? <laughs> um, re- replaced by Peyton and Lacey. Um. I know we spoke about this a couple shows ago, so it's so funny that, you know, Peyton and Lacey are kind of being like put together when there was Billy and Peyton and they want to spread that, split them up and then be individuals. But now they're sticking Peyton with Lacey and they've kind of done that a couple times, but to each their own, uh, I guess for both of you guys, you, you know, whoever wants to start Peyton Lacey replacing Dana and Mandy team raw, it doesn't feel special to me at all. Right. I mean, I don't know. I can't. Nah. I don't yeah. think they, I don't think it's really going in that direction anyway for them. So uh, I, de- I definitely don't think so. I, I mean, I love Peyton and, I, and I obviously I love Lacey. So, I mean, I guess they're two, they're two solid re- uh, replacements. No question about it. I mean, they, they can both do their thing and, and it can help tell the story. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, 
there's, there's no there's no spark there. No. Yeah, and I'll say Tom. I I mean I know again with the whole Lana stuff. The, yeah. the, this, every week, nine, eight times. I forget what we're on right now. I stopped nine. counting. So I stopped. I stopped caring. I think it's nine. Um, yeah. Dude, Nia Jax, she's the worst. Yeah. Oh my god, I just do not enjoy watching her. And you know me, I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I really try to watch the product yeah. for the product. I don't think she's good. I really don't. And I don't think if she wasn't Samoan in some sort or had some relation to the rock or the Usos or whatever her connection is. Um, I don't think that she'd be in wrestling or at least in WWE right now, because I just don't think she's that good. And I think they're just wasting Shayna Baszler yeah. where she was doing such good things down at NXT. I just think they're wasting it. So team women's team raw, unfortunately is very underwhelming to me. And then this last minute change just sucks. I just, I mean, what is this now? 12 or 13 wrestlers she's hurt? I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what else can you say anymore with her? It's just, it's not good. I mean, it's, no, no, it's terrible. I mean, and, 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 and I, I think she's a good wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's good. The problem is, I think the size difference from everyone she wrestles yeah, against yeah, is, yeah. is detrimental to anything that she tries to accomplish. Yes. Yeah. People aren't that size. She should be wrestling the guys. I mean, she she hurt Mandy thrown out of the ring. I mean, that's like I think you learn that day one when you're in wrestling school. You know, <laughs> I mean, she's trying to tell the story. You're right, Tom. Yeah. She tries to tell the story. She tries to sell it right as a believable dominant force, which she is. Yeah. But there's a fine line when you know you're trying to toss another female who weighs 100 pounds less than you. Yeah. It's just science. I mean, right at the end of the day, physics will tell you that it's just not supposed to work that way. Yeah, ain't that the truth? So. Boys, that was raw. That was raw. Now I'm gonna do my best impression. All right, it's a little bit early. Haven't had my coffee. My 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 vocals aren't warmed up. I know uh, Joseph Joey, the man on paternity leave, is very good. His vocals. He does it. He does this whole little thing where he drinks his water. He's got he to throw me down. He's good. Throw me down. But um, NXT. My impression. War games. <laughs> I mean, boys, we wanted it. And yeah. we were hoping that, you know what, 2021, the calendar went to turn, that they would pair it up with the Royal Rumble. Christmas come early or Hanukkah come early or Kwanzaa come early or happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. <laughs> Wrestling fans, War Games is back. December 6th, we got War Games. And guess who introduced it back to us? I mean, of course, Regal did his thing. Um, well, no. Wait, hold on. I got confused, actually. Because I remember seeing – did Regal actually come out and say War Games this time? He did. It was after the show went off. They did like an exclusive on the network. Okay. Yeah. That's why I just wanted to make sure because I was like, wait a second. Um, I remember seeing all the clips because we had all the funny clips. And then I remember that. So Shauncey had her segment and she introduced us back to war games. I mean, is she not the gift that keeps on giving? What What is going on? This is fantastic. All she does is just give us good news all the time which is great. So <laughs> boys, I'll give this one both to you, Tom, if you want to start us off war games, it's yeah. back. Yeah. Happy? So, happy. so happy. I mean, I was getting kind of nervous that they weren't going to do it. Cause you know, the last couple of years they've been doing it the Saturday before survivor series. And that obviously wasn't the case this year. So I'm like, Oh man, they're not going to do it this year. But I mean, it was kind of a nice pop when he net, when he announced it, you know, like I said, on the network afterwards, you know, the crowd, the crowd that was there, you know, went, went pretty crazy, but now, Definitely excited it's back, and I can't wait for that match against, you know, the Undisputed Era and uh, Pat McAfee and his boys, so that should be a fun match. Oh, yeah. Um, Nick, War Games. Ah, man. There's nothing, there's nothing else you can really say, right? I mean, this is what we wanted. It's the only – the best possible way to, to culminate 
um, Undisputed Era and the brand yeah. to go at it. The, well, the king, the kings. What do they call the kings again? Kings of NXT yeah. or I mean, they have a bunch of different aliases, but it's it doesn't get any better than to to culminate that that feud that they've been building up towards, and it's done such unbelievable work. Um, yeah, I could be more excited for it. No, me too. It is it is exciting, and it's so funny because. You know, again, we were speaking about it last week and we we're saying like, this is this is something that we need. And it's just so funny because that writing group down there just absolutely they, they, has it together and they, they know exactly what they're doing. And it's just great. So I'm just very happy for War Games that it's going to be back, that we're going to get it. Um, it's just it's good. It's really good. It's when you want something, you get it. It works out. It's great. Um, we had a we had a lot of women's wrestling on um on NXT this week. So we'll try to kind of do this in like one segment, but um, Candice and Indy took on Casey and Caden and good match. Um, it's a good way to kind of get Candice more on top, bring Indy up to her level. Um, Raquel and Dakota took on Ember and Tony and I think an even better match, they even one up them. Um, match was great. After the match, Candice and Indy got involved and they took out Tony and Ember Um I mean, that was a lot going on there. It was a lot going on there. I mean, we could even see if, if Candace wasn't taking on um, Shanti Blackheart at um, war games, you can honestly even put together a little team of Raquel and Dakota, um, Candace and Indy versus say Tony, Ember, Shanti and fill in the blank. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Things could change, but you get, um, the, you get the re in there. Maybe double the re in there. Yeah. yeah. Have duty. no double duty. Yeah. Because um, yeah, had they ever had like a war games of females? I think they did. They did, they did last year when Dakota like, turned on. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like I'm talking about, like you know, a four-on-four team in the cage. Yeah, last year. Oh, they did. They did. They did. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, I got you. I remember. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think it was. I think it was really. I think it was really good. And then that main event, Io and Rhea. Holy crap! Uh, I mean. But has to be five stars, right? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. I'm going to give it the Joseph rating, right? Yeah. And I know he's the career killer, but um, if I'm going to say it, at least I don't kill careers on a regular basis. I know he normally does, but um, wow. Yeah. Boys, three women's matches. One got better after the other, after the other. I mean, Tom, I guess anything sticking out to you, any points you want to hit on anything at all? Nah, I mean, that Rhea-Eo match, man, I'm going to say this right now. It's going to be a hot take, but that match alone was better than anything AEW's done their whole time as a company with their women. I'm going to be sure what anyone says. That match alone much better than anything they've done. So, oh, right my there. God. You want to come at me? Come at me. I don't give a shit. That match was freaking amazing. And if that douchebag Meltzer doesn't give that a five-star, then that dude just a freaking jabroni. So, that's all I got to say. I love the, I love the Meltzer plug Ooh. at the time. Good work. <laughs> oh man oh man that was that was you did it, match, it the aew the aew fans are gonna come for you bud yeah, bring it come for you bring it <laughs> nick um i i know we got a lot of women's wrestling on nxt but it was good women's wrestling um it's and the best match it's the best better. it's incredible it's anything it's so you want to hit on i know you i know you said you got jacked up on um in the main event so if you want to give us anything give us some you know take us through when you were watching that how you felt Oh, and with the uh, with with the uh, Finn Balor, right? Finn, Finn and no, Ryan. no, no. With, with uh-huh. no, I'm saying with with Rhea, with Rhea and Eo. At least I know you oh, said you got really yeah. jacked I mean, up around the main event time. So we'll we'll definitely course. trust me. We're gonna get to that point. Oh, but. absolutely. No, that was it. Was just an incredible wrestling match. I mean, there is just 
right? You know, like typically when you watch a lot of female wrestlers, it seems very choreographed and it's very, I don't want to say, it seems like it's like rehearsed, right? It's like prepped in preparation. But when, when special female talent wrestles, it's like, it's magic as it's happening, right? They all can just do their thing on the fly. They tell the story and everything just syncs so well. And what they do down in NXT is just tremendous. And some of them do it on the main roster as well. But the female work in NXT is just on another level. It, it really is. It's, it's on a top, top level. Um, man. You know, when they, had, but, when they had all six of them in the ring at the same time, battling it out, you know, when, uh, when Indy and uh, Candice came out and they attacked Tony. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, just, it was just fantastic stuff, man. And Ember, you know, I mean, it's just legit, legit wrestling. It really was. I don't they, even they, want to call it women's wrestling because it's it's as good as wrestling as you will find in all platforms. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely top notch. It really is. It absolutely is. Absolutely top notch. Well said. Um, but I know you just alluded to it, Nick, before, so let's get right to it. Hit him. Finn Balor returned. All right. He has been out of action for at least six weeks. I believe it was six to eight weeks from his brutal match with Kyle O'Reilly. Um, he came back and he was interrupted by, again, the Kings of NXT, the brand, whatever you want to call them. He was interrupted by them. Um, they were cutting a promo and Finn, Finn cut something about saying about that he's back. And if the mouse will play something, I, I didn't get the reference as well, but pretty much leading into, hey, I got a little something for you guys. And you know what that was? The return of the undisputed era. Yeah, that theme song the, is top notch too, man. The, U, awesome. <laughs> the UE is back and they were back with a vengeance. Yes, they were. Um, welcome back. Much needed. I think it was good that obviously the Kings of NXT or um, you know, whatever we're calling them, the brand because I like the brand. Still, I like the brand. Yeah, I like the brand too, the personally. Brand all the time too. <laughs> yeah. And on the I on like the that personally. It's for the brand, so you know. Yeah. So I like um I guess, again, this could be for both of you guys because it's just obviously just such a great segment. We're getting war games. We're getting the brand. We're getting McAfee. We're getting the UE. We're getting Pete ripped up, shredded up, Pete done. It's yeah. all coming. It's coming our way, and it's coming December 6th, and it's coming early for Christmas. So Absolutely. Just absolutely fantastic, fantastic stuff. Um, NXT, I thought, was a good show this week. Uh, Tom, I do have one question for you just because I don't, I don't even know what to say about it, but – who is Boa talking about? I have, no idea. I have no idea. I know you're very good into reading into certain things, but yeah. I need to know who is coming because I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, that's you know, that's what you want. You want you, you want to have no idea what what they're planning. So that's good. So I mean, it's I'm excited to see what it is, who it is. I mean, it's going to be next week. It's going to be at the War Games pay per view. Who knows? But no, I mean, it's just I mean. And you saw him. He looked terrified. He's like, she's coming. She's, I'm like, what? And you saw Regal's like, what the hell is he talking about? So, no. Yeah. Definitely. Gonna be, what? Yeah. Definitely and when, when does, when does, when did Regal start making house visits? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess oh, when you man. Work, the boss comes and looks for you. So, yeah. Um, all right, boys. AEW time. Um, what an opening contest. You know, I'm I'm watching. It's it's the Young Bucks, and they're taking on Top Flight, Darius and Dante Martin, and I'm watching the match, and I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'm. I feel like it's like I don't know if you guys saw the movie or you heard of the movie Gemini Man with Will Smith, mm-hmm. where he his older version is getting hunted by his younger version or vice versa. I literally watching this match, and I'm like, it's like the young Young Bucks 
and the old Young Bucks because it's it's two <laughs> brothers taking on each other at different points in their career with very good tag team wrestling, good chemistry within the team, um, good wrestling match. And I was like, I was wondering what the Young Bucks were going to do next, right? They they said, listen, we're going we're gonna to fight for the titles. If we lose, we're never going to fight again. Now they're the champions. You know they're going to revisit FTR in the future. You have to figure that. But they may need a couple matches here and there to hold them off or just kind of elevate their title their title run. Um, I guess, Tom, you know, since Nikki's not always the biggest tag team wrestler and uh, not always the biggest fan of AEW, um, what do you think of that match? Young Bucks and Tough Light. Bro. That was cold. I, ah, no, I'm just messing around. Um, what do you think about that match? I thought it was actually a pretty good match. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good opening match. They, yeah, they're, actually, they're pretty good with that. They opened their shows pretty good with some matches. You got to. Absolutely. I thought, and like you said, I really thought it was like, you know, like the old bucks against the young, you know, the new young, whatever you want to call it. But no, I definitely, uh, definitely had that feel, which is pretty cool. You know, like maybe like the next generation of, you know, tag team for them. You know, I mean, young bucks aren't going anywhere, but you know, it's good to see that they're starting to build some younger tag teams there. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they stick around because yeah, that was a very good match. And, you know, like we've been saying for months, they, uh, they, they're good. They're known for tag team in AEW, and this just looks like another tag team for them there. So good luck to them. Yeah, for sure. They're super, super young. Right? Oh, yeah. super, super young, young which is insane. And this I think the, the one really came by alcohol right? yet. I think he's like nineteen. He's nineteen years old. I mean, that's amazing. You know what I mean? So for them to get that opportunity and to groom to groom guys at at that age, right, to become a staple in your company. It's something that I think more companies should be investing in is the younger talent like that and groom them to be, you know, to be something special, not try to always go after the seasoned product. And then you transfer them into another program and then they're still doing the same shit. Well said, well said. And that's how, that's how you build your own talent, right? You know, a lot, you know, the young bucks, they came up on their own. I know, I know they spent time in, in uh, TNA uh, generation me. Um, I know there's been some ring of honor time with like Kenny and all these guys, but it's, it's good when you have like a young, young group that you can, or young set of talent, whether it's teams or individuals, yeah. you can kind of like really try to grow and, and be organic and be homegrown because those people are always kind of held in that high regard. You know, the three of us are big sports fans and when it's when one of your own from your internal system comes up and performs at a high level, you support and get behind that no matter what. Even if they have a bad game, it's like that's all right. They're gonna bounce back the next game. Yeah, for sure. But if a big a big signing comes in and he shits the bed, whew, well, and especially you don't when you're like with, with absolutely not. And then when you're you know with people of that age that you, that being that young, you could do tag team wrestling for four or five years. And if you think you got an individual star there, you split that team up, and now you can go in a whole different direction. Right. You know, it's hard to do that with someone that's a little bit more seasoned that's always been known as a tag team wrestler and finally give him a singles run where, you know, this is kind of like a rockers thing. You know what I mean? Those guys were young as hell and look what you got. You got Shawn Michaels out of it, one of the greatest to ever do it. So yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but there's possibilities of that happening. Zanny, I just want to make sure I know that you're listening, my friend. Nick just said Shawn Michaels is one of the best to have ever done it. So he, he is. maybe he's is still, coming he's around. Still, he's still a jerk off. And also oh, rated okay. champion of all time, but yeah, his in-ring work was tremendous. <laughs> it is tremendous. We love HBK. Um, sticking with you, Nick. Inner Circle went to Vegas, baby. Yeah, <laughs> they went to Vegas. They did their version of the Hangover. Um, a lot went on in that segment. A lot went on. They were gambling. Wardlow and Jake Hager were beating up people to show who's the strong, who's the muscle. Um, they smoke weed with Conan. Or if they, <laughs> if they implied it that they did, they did something with Conan. 
Um, Tom, I know you're pretty good with this stuff. Was that Piff the Magic Dragon from America's Got Talent? <laughs> that segment? Okay. My reason why I know that is my wife watches America's Got Talent, and I think that guy is a comedian. I think he's, I think he's called Piff the Magic Dragon, but I'm pretty sure he – and he does a show in Vegas, so um, – Sure. Sense, was, right? Yeah. He was he was in the segment. Um, they wake up, Elvis is in Jericho's bed, Sammy's sleeping in a fountain. <laughs> Sammy got married three times. Um MJF right. had riding all over his face, and Hornswoggle was in a diaper crying. It was <laughs> it was legitimate madness. I don't know how much more to say about it. I don't think it was one of their best inner circle mjf segments to be it was honest still funny though it was still pretty funny. it was still funny and enjoyable yeah. definitely wasn't the best in my opinion i think they've done better ones but i thought it was still pretty good um nick were you hung over watching that segment i mean i guess you got to be a little bit right to i mean they were going in a lot of different directions um but every you know everything they've been doing has certainly been entertaining and uh i'm all in on the inner circle right now and in the direction they're going so just keep it coming just keep me laughing that's all i ask for exactly. yeah yep Hey, keep me laughing. You know what? You can you can definitely probably get that with these guys for sure. And I like oh, the moon, I like the moonshine segment that they kept one upping each other and they drank hundred percent pure moonshine. Or probably <laughs> not, but you never know. Um good women's wrestling match this week, right, Tom? We had Thunder Rosa take on Serena Deeb for a rematch for the NWA women's championship. And it was a good Matt wrestling match. You saw Thunder Rosa kind of, you know, pandering to the crowd a little bit. Serena being more that veteran. Um, by the way, Thunder Rosa only really, really been in the business like four or five years. I actually found out. I had no idea that she's still that new in the game. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh so, yeah, she's she's still pretty new in the game. Um, I'm I'm a fan too. She's legit. Yeah, good, yeah, very very legit. And Serena, you know, veteran in the game. We've seen her before. She's you know straight at straight at society. If if a little callback to her WWE days. Um, good wrestling match, Doctor. Britt Baker had something else to say, Tom, right? Her shift was over at the dentist office and she came out and she, you know, she made her presence felt with, uh, with Reba or rebel or whatever we're calling her as Tony Scavone says, um, (laughs) that was a Jericho call out. Um, (laughs) Thunder Rosa loses the match. And after the match, she attacks brutally attacks Britt Baker. That was that she, after the, after her interference in the match that she was hanging out in the, uh, in the stands, um, Tom Thunder Rose of Britt Baker. That's a feud you can get behind. Right. I like that. I mean, up hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, finally get Britt, you know, coming back from the injury, finally get you know, like a legit, you know, feud with somebody and with Thunder Rosa. No, definitely is going to be awesome. I'm just, I'm curious how they're going to, you know, how is it going to start off? Is like, is Thunder Rosa going to like attack, uh, Britain in like a match now and they'll just go, you know, back and forth with that. Then they finally, you know, start up something, but now definitely, like I said, sign me up for it. It should be an absolutely fun, uh, fun feud for them for a while. I think so. And you know what? We need Britt Baker. We need actually, we need some women, but we need some women to actually get elevated further up the ladder to be able to be a legitimate contender for Sheeta. Right. We've, yeah. we've been saying it for weeks. And I know Nick is definitely a big Britt Baker supporter. Um, we've been saying that she is probably eventually has to get that, has to get that, you know, that feud with Sheeta because some of the women, they don't, and it's not about, I, I hate how I don't want to like put them down because they're trying to do their thing, but it's gotta be the whole package, right? You can't just be a wrestler without character. And you can't be just a full character without wrestling. You have to have a little bit of both, right? Especially think, when the, the, the discrepancy of talent is there. You know what I mean? Right. It'd be one thing if they were all kind of on similar pathways, but the disconnect from the top to the bottom is is large, 
large, yeah. big time. And I think that with Thunder Rosa, she couldn't be both, right? I know her, her wrestling is great. She's new in the business. And I think if you put her in a feud with Britt Baker, it could bring out that character in her, right? So I think that's kind of the reason why they might be pairing these two up to kind of elevate another woman in their division to kind of bring them up to the top. So um, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be a good wrestling match. And I think it's going to benefit Rosa, which is going to be good. And any more of the doctor is good for me, right? Prescribe me that medicine. Yeah, the next time, next time I go to Florida, I will find where the dentist's office is and book my 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 yearly teeth cleaning. My, there well, we my, go. My biannual. My but yeah, I'll say your six month teeth cleaning. Your insurance yeah, my, pays my, for my two. Biannual. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's main event time. Cody, Darby, Cage, Starks. You know, Tom. It's funny. Me and Tom were talking before the show got started, and. You know, it was like it was like a weird little thing, but it's but us wrestling fans catch this. Darby's the champion. Why is he not coming out last? You know what I mean? It's the main event. We know it's Cody's company, but it's funny. It's always like that little thing. Like he's the champion, he should come out last. But Cody had to come out last because you know, because it's Cody. Cody. It's Cody. It's Cody's um, world, man. We're just living in it. Damn yeah. right. Um, good, good match. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good main event. Cage and uh, Ricky get the win. After the match, they beat down Darby and Cody. But thank God, Will Hobbs, knight in shining armor, comes out, and he saves the day. Or does he? (laughs) Will Hobbs finally, after weeks, made his decision to join Team Taz and took the chair and hit Cody with it. Team Taz is one man stronger. Um, This could be for both of you, Nick, if you want to start us off. Will Hobbs joined Team Taz. Brian Cage, Will Hobbs, Ricky Starks, another new faction. And I know for pretty Joseph, good, pretty good one too. Yes, a pretty good one. And I know Joseph would be very happy. I know right now he's probably changing diapers. Yeah. Um, or maybe he's watching a YouTube video on how to change diapers. Let's be honest. He's still, you know, pretty new dad. <laughs> he's reading the books. He's reading the books. He's, yeah. Well, can he read? Can he read? I think so. I think he can handle it. All right. Maybe at a fourth grade level. Um, <laughs> Team Taz just got a big acquisition. Yeah, um, big bolt to the arm there. Big time. And it seems like this is Cody's um, new feud going forward. Are you happy with this kind of direction? Or do you do you like seeing this? Do you like – did you see Will Hobbs turning on them and really joining Team Task? Because I really didn't see it happening, to be honest. Like I didn't I didn't really see it either, but it was it was cool. I mean, you know me, man. I'm all about the heel turn, man. I think that shit is great. I think it, it, it always adds good shock value, when, especially when you don't expect it. Um, but it also gives another opportunity to develop another guy because, like, you know, like we all talk about it all the time, they are hurting for true singles talent that's, like, believable. You know what I mean? So anytime you get an opportunity to do so and be able to build upon another guy, you got to take a shot with it, especially when I he's agree. got no other direction going on. You know what I mean? I agree. Tom, anything to add to that main event that uh, you saw you want to share? I mean, not really. You know, it was a you know, good, good main event. And I'm such a huge Darby Allen fan. I really hope, you know, he's like the next big star of that company. But no, I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun with, you know, Will Hobbs joining, you know, Team Taz now, obviously. But no, you know, good main event. But like you said, the opening, I mean, I it's like a stupid thing, but Darby should have came out last, you know, being a champion. You know? I mean, I know it's a TNT championship. It's not the world championship. But still, I mean, give the guy, give the still guy a championship. Exactly. Give the guy some props and everything. But, you know, like we said, like Noodle said, it's Cody's world. We're just living in it, unfortunately. But, you know, it is. But just it little is. things. 
You're absolutely right. Boys, we're going to get to SmackDown. We have some picks to make, so we're going to do this one a little quick just because I don't want to not give SmackDown the love, but I know we got some picks to make, and we have a pretty big card to go over. So um, this will just be one off for each of you guys. Um, Tom, we're going to stay with you. Natty and Bailey round out the Women's Survivor Series team on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. um, you got the boat, and you got the goat. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> we got Natty. We got Bailey. We got Liv. We have um, Bianca Belair, and we have uh, Ruby Riot rounding out the team. Are you happy seeing Natty and uh, and Bailey being the final? Um, uh, on, uh, women's Bailey, definitely Bailey, absolutely, because they need to do something with her. You know, obviously she's done with Sasha right now and everything. And I guess Natty's good. You know, just throw her in there. You know, being the boat as she calls herself now. But you know, you know, they definitely a better team than the Raw Women's team. But you know, that is what it is. Better yeah. team than the Raw Women's team, and better show than Raw. Yeah. So you heard it here, and you'll hear it every time until Raw does better. And I love the Bailey, the ba the Bailey um, pick up there for yeah, Team SmackDown because ba Bailey's fucking awesome. I didn't, to be honest. Like I know it makes sense when you think about it, but I didn't think it was gonna happen, to be honest. And when Adam Pierce was like, "We were we're adding Bailey to the team," it's like, oh, oh, it yeah. does make a lot of sense. Good yeah, move. So I really good move. I was very happy about that. Um, Murphy Mysterio gets the win, Nick. He beats Rollins with his, with, his, with his adopted family outside the ring. Um, his girlfriend that he can't take to bars or, or order a glass of wine at a restaurant. Um, there was no reason to go there. No, I know. I'm sorry. That was unnecessary. Because really what matters is um, it's age, age is just a number. Love is love. Love is blind. Um, love is blind. It's a number. Um, <laughs> just the number but all jokes aside nick murphy gets the win over rollins he got a clean win actually yeah it was clean a win. great win for murphy i mean huge yeah. huge win for murphy which is awesome just kind of wish he was in a, in a bigger spot to kind of send rollins off a little bit but still we'll see for, rollins for at smackdown i mean at survivor yeah. Series. we'll see him at survivor series that's probably going to be his last show for a period of time but at least for smackdown that was probably the last time we saw rollins on smackdown yeah um for for the foreseeable future because um we got very pregnant Becky Lynch with a very nice little um, photo shoot that they did. Very tasteful. Very tasteful. She looked great. She did. Pregnant or not. God bless her. Um, Tom, how about that contract signing? Oh, God. <laughs> Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Now, just to kind of give you a little history, just to not, I mean, I know you're our resident stat guy, but just to re-remind you, because I know they're always in your mind, these stats. You know, Roman and Drew had a feud last year where Roman was the face, Drew was the heel. And it was okay, but it wasn't great, right? I thought it was good. I think it was great. I think the reversal of roles, I think the cocky champion Roman, I think the knight in shining, shining armor Drew is the perfect character for these two. They got through a contract signing without getting physical. Roman took like 10 minutes to get down to the ring and sit at the head of the table. He reminded Drew that when Roman doesn't want to do things, Roman won't go and they'll send Drew. That Drew is Roman's favorite number two. It was awesome. Right. Drew is Ro yeah, Drew is Roman's favorite number two. Tom, I know that you got excited watching that segment. Yeah. I mean, uh, just, I mean just Roman is a heel, like we've been saying for the last few months. It's just freaking gold. It's so good. I mean, that right there was just perfect for him, right? I mean, just showing the cockiness, 
and just, you know, saying uh, – basically playing to the fans like, oh, you know, Roman's like, you know, the hair of parents that run the company. And he even said, you know, I'm the face. I, you know, I run everything. You're just, like you said, a secondary champion, a, play, a title holder and all that. It was just – oh, it just felt so real. Didn't feel scripted. I mean, we waited so long for this heel version of Roman, and he's killing it. I can't praise it more than more – anything but it's just so good man so good i just love it and i love how he delivers it too tommy like the way he just says everything such a cool calm exactly. he never raises his voice it's just so yeah. perfect yep. delivery is incredible yeah i just and and teaming him with Heyman. i mean even though Heyman doesn't really say that much i mean he does here and there but just, it's perfect i mean just, it just he feels more important having Heyman there right it just feels more important but think about how what the job he's doing and how amazing he's doing at delivering the heel aura without even having the greatest man on a mic ever not have to speak anymore yeah. Yeah. that is remarkable mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. dude the facial expressions his mannerisms his slow joe cool delivery like the way he just hit that promo, no mic in his hand. It was like a conversation that we felt a part of, right? Like, I like that. I saw that. Like, there was no mic. I didn't see a mic on his shirt. Obviously, yeah. with the, I, mean, I know the mics are in the ring, but it was no, like, you know, like, you know, you pick up the mic and you say your thing. Like, it legitimately felt like a real table conversation. Like, I'm going to look you in the face. I'm going to let you know I'm the best. There's nothing you can do about it. I told you to get that title. You got the title. Now you get to fight me, but you're going to lose. Because you're always going to be number two. <sighs> Chills. Awesome. Awesome. Chills. And that little like little thing that he, he kicked Pierce out of the head of the table and he sat there. I mean, just just perfect. Just absolutely that's perfect. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's the little things that we pay attention to that put those segments over the top. That's what we're looking for. That's storytelling at its finest. So, well done. Well done on that one. Nick, let's close out SmackDown. Daniel Bryan, Jey Uso. Now, I know you like Daniel Bryan's new haircut. I know you did. I'm a big right. I'm a big DB I know you're fan big, and everything. No, you're a huge DB fan. Um, that match was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. That was a great match. Brian got his revenge. Um, yes, he did. I kind of want to see this go on a little bit more. I'd like to maybe see a feud between DB and Jay. 100%. Uso. What do you think about 100%. that? 100%. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with you there. I think the chemistry they had was tremendous. They both Their styles fit each other so well. And I couldn't be more happy and proud of Jay Uso and what he's become as a single superstar. You know, because I never thought he'd get that opportunity. I don't think anyone ever thought he'd get an opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you get an opportunity to feud with Roman Reigns, and now you're going after Daniel Bryan, who's probably a little bit more in his range to really showcase his skills. What more could you ask for? I don't think you can ask for much more. And to be honest, I think you said it great. In such a short time, you know, Jay went from a tag team wrestler to a single star in a short time. And the fact that now he has that flexibility under his belt, I think storylines can be limitless, right? He can pair up and be a tag team. He can go off and be a singles guy. And that flexibility is just huge. And it was main eventing pay-per-views and SmackDowns. You're spot on with that. Absolutely. Week in and week out. It's just great. So good show for SmackDown. Good go-home show. Boys, it is Survivor Series prediction time. We're going to go through this card. We're going to do what we do. And we're going to make some picks. Um and yeah, that's how we do it. Let's do so, it. There's a dual brand battle royal between some superstars of, of SmackDown, some of Raw. Now, I don't have a participant list. I think they're going to keep this one secret. This is going to be hard because I know we have to just think on the fly of who's not in a match and who's on the Ross that could win. But um, I'll go first to give you guys a minute to think about who you think is going to win. But I'm going to actually say that Big E is going to win the dual brand battle royal. That's my pick who's going to win it. 
So hopefully gave you guys a quick couple of seconds to think through. Um, Tom, who do you think is going to be your dual brand battle royal winner? Well, you took my prediction. I was going to say that's Big okay. E. Yeah, that's no. fine. Hey, you think Big E? I love it. I love it. I agree as well, guys. I'm I'm going with the clean sweep on that. I just don't think there's really anyone that could use it more, to be honest, right? I mean, Big E's flying solo now, and what better way for him to make a statement is to win that battle royal and get his his new thing going. I yeah, I absolutely agree with you, and that's why I thought Biggie would be perfect. Because when I saw him on SmackDown yesterday, I'm like, you know what? He can do good win a nice battle royal win. That would be really good, kind of help elevate him. So, hey, I'll take the clean sweep, boys. We're good with that. And I know if Joey had a pick, he probably pick Lars Sullivan. So, eh. <laughs> he probably would. He probably would. But it wouldn't shock me if it wouldn't shock me if Lars won. See, that's, and if that happens, that's, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pissed. That's 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 the that's the shit they pull. So, see, Joey kills careers. But he's gonna elevate Lars Sullivan just because it, it irks me. <laughs> he's Joey, going you to are my number what, two. <laughs> Always know that. Um, just kidding, boys. Let's uh, no particular order. No particular order. Let's go with the Raw versus SmackDown men's five on five Survivor Series match. Just to give you um, who's in the matches, I'm sure you guys know already. But Juris, just Juris, to... before before you do that, I, I we read something the other day where they said the main reason why there was no invasions or anything like that. Was, was COVID. Like, they didn't want people coming on different shows and, and interacting as much as normal. So that's why they had no invasions or any type of teasing cross-brand. But aren't they in, like, a bubble, right? Aren't we supposed to be that's in, like, a, I, a, that's a, what a I somewhat thought. bubble? Like, what, 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 the, thought, what did the but... NBA do? What did the NHL do? They did it perfect. What the NBA and NHL did, every sports or entertainment platform should take a note because they, they did it perfectly. There was not a single positive COVID test during those bubble times. It was Which is amazing. perfect, perfect. So how they're not operating in the same function of a bubble type environment with all the shows being in the same arena minus NXT. Yeah. At least, at least for the one month, they're trying to build one of the biggest shows of the year for yeah. Have them quarantine. Down. Yep. I agree. I agree more. <laughs> um, Team raw captain, AJ styles, Keith Lee, Seamus, Braun Strowman and riddle. Cause he dropped the mat. Um, Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and newly appointed member, Otis. Roundtable, Tommy, who are you taking? I mean, unless they get their shit together, I got to say SmackDown. Because, I mean, if we're all going to keep, you know, feuding with each other, I got to go with SmackDown. Okay. Noodles, what are you thinking? I'm going Team Raw all the way. I just, I just think the, uh, the talent pool doesn't add up. I don't care how much this function's going on. Somehow, some way, the captain will 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 its way to a raw victory. Okay, uh, Tom, I you know me, I am not a fan of what Raw is doing by any stretch of the imagination. But I just think that the way looking at this card and just just my opinion, I think Team Raw will get the win. Um, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a big win. It'll just be like down to like two and two like two on one. Like it'll be like like AJ and like Riddle versus like Jey Uso. And they'll get the win. That's just my opinion. But hey, we we all you know we'll see what happens. Um, sticking with the five on five matches, the five on five women's Survivor Series team match: Team Raw, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce versus Team SmackDown's Captain Captain America Bailey, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and the Boat Natalia. Uh, Noodles, gonna start with you. Who's winning? Smackdown all the way. Smackdown. Smackdown. They got all they got they got Bailey, who's the best in the game, and they have all the up and coming talent with Bianca, Ruby, and Liv to to seal their fate for for a nice victory. 
I couldn't agree with you more, so I'm going Team SmackDown. Tommy, take us home. Clean sweep? Clean sweep, absolutely. And prediction, this is going to be uh, – what's her name? Belair's uh, coming out party. She's going to eliminate – Ooh, I like that, Tommy. I like that. Bianca's going to be a real star. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, boys, champion versus champion, U.S. title, IC title. The Hurt Business is Bobby Lashley and taking on the Liberator, Sami Zayn. Um, I'll start with this one just to kind of just go weird round table. I'm actually going to go with Sami Zayn. And I know it sounds crazy, but I think they built up Bobby Lashley big on raw and I don't think it would hurt Bobby as much. And I think there was a few dating back way, a little bit more when Sammy and Bobby had a little bit of a feud, um, where I think Bobby came out on top. So I think Sammy's going to take this one. Just my two cents. Tom, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going with the her business, Bobby Lashley. Okay. Business is booming. Noodles. This is like the, the big wild card here, but I just have a funny feeling Sammy's going to win somehow, some weaselly way. Um, I don't think he should. I think it should be Lashley all the way because I think I think at some point I think the, her business is going to have all the gold. But that's yeah. just my opinion. Hey, good opinion. Tag team champions versus tag team champions. The New Day, Street Profits. We want the smoke or we want the pancakes? Noodles, Ooh. are you hungry or you want the smoke? I mean, I'm, I'm all about the New Day, as you know. However, I got a weird, weird feeling that if Big E doesn't win the Battle Royal, he's got to make a statement in this in this card for his singles run. And I have a feeling the turn that cost New Day the match could happen tonight. Whoa. Yeah. No, so you're, I'm going you're thinking profits. a heel turn. I'm thinking heel turn. Yeah, I think it's the only thing that makes wow. sense to Big E. Okay. Wow. Wow. Hot take. You heard it here <laughs> first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Tommy, what are you thinking? I'm think I was going back and forth with this, but I think it helps the Street Profits more because you know New Day obviously has been established for so many years. You know we know they're one of the best tag teams of all time, and I just think this helps Street Profits a little more. I think it's gonna be a great match between us two, but I I'm gonna go Street Profits. Okay, um, I'm gonna join you because I think the New Day it doesn't hurt them with a the loss, and I think it only helps solidify the Street Profits as like a really legitimate team moving forward. Um, a banner holder in, in WWE and on SmackDown. So I'm going to go with the Street Profits because we want the smoke. The smoke. Um, champion versus champion. Rowan's champion, Asuka, taking on the boss, Sasha Banks, the Mandalorian. Um, well, a Mandalorian. Um, I'll go with, I'll start with this one off. I'm going Asuka. Um, I just, I think Oscar's. I don't know. I really have much behind it. I just think Oscar. I'll leave it at that. Tommy, I'm gonna say Oscar only because I think Carmella comes out and of course I should have the match like she's been doing for the last you know few weeks. So I'm gonna go Oscar. Good, good thought. Noodles. Yeah, I'm 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 in agreement with you guys, and I and I I feel pretty confident with Tommy's prediction as well. Mella is gonna gonna be involved somehow, some way. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I will gladly tune into that. I'm all I'm all for it. And boys, I don't know how it's going to shape out whether it's going to be the main event or it's going to be a match in the middle, but it feels like a main event. Um, Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, Drew McIntyre, SmackDown, Universal Champion, Raw's Heavyweight Champion. This is the match that we've been waiting for. Uh, Tommy, who are you taking? Oh, I'm having a tough time with this. I really am. I mean, I think either one of them can win easily, but I'm going to say – I'm I'm gonna go with Roman. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Roman, the tribal chief. Yeah. 
Noodles. I don't think uh, I don't think Roman will lose. So I think it's a Roman win or disqualification, which I'm hoping some, some not maybe not a DQ, but somehow nobody wins, where it's just a vicious beatdown of both of them, and it and it delivers us a way to come back to it and revisit this again at a bigger moment, okay. even bigger than Survivor Series, as that sounds. It is a WrestleMania just, type both, event. They're both the hottest guys in wrestling right now. I, I'd like to see this culminated in a different time. Yeah, okay, I hear you, man. Um, I think it's a really good thought. I, I do. Um, I could see it play out that way, but for the purpose of just making picks for the hell of it, it's got to be Roman. I'm going to go with the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Yeah, he's be. the head of the table, and he that's <laughs> what he does. Um, boys, before we say goodbye, MVPs, we'll run them real quick. Um, I'll start off. I'm going to go with that promo by Roman Reigns, man. God, oh, he just left me in awe and chills. Roman Reigns, you're my MVP this week. Um, Noodles. Ooh, ooh. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the, uh, the the New Day and the Hurt Business. That tag team match was special. And it okay. really it really made a big impression to me in the tag team division back in WWE, per se, because they've been a little lackluster. So that was that was uh, a good thing. That's your MVP moment. Right I like that. Yeah. I like that. MV- MVP moment. It could be a person or it could be a moment. I like yeah. that. We're, we're making a little change, Joey. It makes more sense. And you're yeah. not here. So... Yeah. This is our show now, Joey. That's right. Our show. <laughs> the kings of TWJ. Tommy, take us home. What is your MVP or MVP moment of the week? MVP moment for me of the week, the UE coming back, baby. Absolutely. Ooh, it, yeah, was was it was exciting. It was exciting. Well said and well done. Boys, there was a lot of wrestling this week. I we know Honorable we had a mention, lot to though, it's got to be it's gotta be EO, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 in, in a women's classic. I mean, that's that's as good she's as it gets. She's right at the there. pinnacle. She's at the pinnacle now. She I challenged mean, Rhea and and delivered a victory. I mean, it doesn't get more impressive than that. And a clean victory. So she yeah. is the top contender, the undisputed no NXT question. women's champion. Um, boys, it's been a lot of wrestling this week. I know we had a lot to cover: predictions, shows outside the ring, everything going on. It's been a blast. I always love spending my Saturday mornings with you all. Um, let's. Let's uh, what what is what does Joey say? Um, be safe, watch wrestling. You can catch us on Apple Podcast. You can catch us on Spotify. If you're in your kitchen, if you're near an Amazon smart speaker, to say, hey Alexa, play the latest episode of the Wrestling Journal podcast. And just like that, she is playing the latest episode of us. Take us on the road. Take us in the room. Whatever you're doing, take us somewhere with you. Guys, have a great week. Be safe. Watch pro wrestling. See you soon. Take care.